It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back! Hello. Merry Christmas Eve. Yeah, I guess I should have said Merry Christmas. Sorry about that. We didn't make the video live, and so we're having trouble sharing it. Um, so now we are back again. So we hope that if you were there for the first part, you're coming back for the second. Um, so welcome. Um, we we're reliving the tradition. Oh, hey, Natalie Christ. Bring you in on camera? No. Okay. Um, we're, we're reviving the tradition. We hope that it kind of catches on and that people start... Um, maybe bringing the ghost back into it a little bit. Now, Natalie. <clears throat> yes, sir. I have seen over the past, like, week, and I don't think we're trendsetters. It's kind of one of those things where it's almost discouraging that there have been a lot of top people talking about the paranormal aspect of Christmas over the past week, like in uh, posts and, and things like that. And so I don't know if we just kind of, like, caught on to a trend or there's been something that's been kind of growing and we were just kind of there at the right time. Well, I don't uh, really follow this? things like that like you do, so I have mm -hmm. no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> you're just going to have to trust me then, I guess. Um, so, um, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons behind this is that it used to be that um, Christmas time uh, or winter solstice and this time of year um, was the time that people feared the most. And so it was the time that they told ghost stories. It's the time that they were um, scared of the world around them and had to rationalize it. And so stories of ghosts and goblins and monsters were very popular until they got shifted into uh, Halloween instead, at least especially for us here in the States. If Which you, you explained more in our last... Right, so if you want to know more about that, you know, you can follow up. I was just giving people back. We can't assume that anyone listens to true. our show at this all, ever. So <laughs> if they're going to do this, at least we have to make sure um, that they're up to speed with what is going on. So, like I said, if you weren't here for the first video, um, we're trying this on our phones so that we can bring people in. So if as over the course of us doing this, you, you want to share a, a ghost story if you, of your own uh, that has to do with Christmas or is Christmas themed somehow, can be true, can not be true if you don't want it to be, um, Please feel free to just mention the comments, and then we will do our little swipe thing and see if we can get you on live. So if you want. If you don't want, then just sit back and enjoy the ride. Perfect. Um, so here's my question, my first question to you. Sure, go. <laughs> wow, yeah, go. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. Okay. Christmas spirit. Christmas, Christmas spirit. Okay. <laughs> the Christmas spirit is you hide yourself and then yell at me the entire episode. Um, should we say whether or not the stories that we're going to be telling are true? No. No? We should totally let them guess. Totally let the audience like uh -huh. figure out whether or not we're full of crap? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wait, should we do it like that old TV show? Now, as soon as I say old TV show, I get this look from Natalie. <laughs> That's not really a look. <laughs> I get the look from Natalie of, I, you know I'm not going to know what you're talking right. about. But there used to be this really great show on television called uh, Factor Fiction. It might have been called Beyond Reality Factor Fiction. And they would give you like five stories. And you would at the end have to figure out which ones were real and which ones were not real. Hmm. No? Jonathan Frakes was the host. We can try. Charles Broden's... Uh, so like a little... Wait, like wait, what? what's the older like Broden? Josh Broden's father was the host and then it was... Huh? Yeah, okay, we'll do that, sure. So you can also vote. <laughs> As we're telling the stories, you can actually vote uh, on whether you think the, the stories that we're telling you are completely made up, 
one I'm going to tell you, you know already it's going to be made up. I can tell you right now. Um, but the other ones, you can vote whether or not you think we're lying a little bit, or whether it's true, or whether we've kind of used something. And I was always great at that show because they were urban legends. Okay, wait, I've got a question for you. Okay. The stories that you have discovered, are they, have you made them up? Like, have you authored these stories? Are these stories people told you? Or are these stories that you found online? Well, isn't that just what we were just talking about? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, the ones I will, in general. I will present all the stories I tell. I will present as if they are, they were told to me. Unless okay. I say, oh, this story happened to me. Okay. Makes sense? 10-4. 10-4. And we will figure out whether or not Fact or Fiction Christmas Edition. Okay. Let's Beyond Reality started. Christmas Edition. Okay. So... Um, do you want to start or should I start? You should start. I should start. You should start. Get the ball rolling. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> long ago, um, I moved down to Florida in 1999, in August of 1999. Um, and I essentially did it so my girlfriend at the time, who became my wife, was finishing up college at UCF. And I came down to be with her uh, as she finished college and maybe start a new life. Da, 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 da. Spoiler alert, it didn't work out. <clears throat> I said I would never come back to Florida again. See how that worked out. Yeah. So, ten years later. Ten years later. Um, so I was, I, was work, I was working at the Huntington Learning Center. I was the direct, uh, assistant director of the Huntington Learning Center. And I always think of that when I think of this story because my godchild... Um, was about to be born. Aww. I know, sweet, huh? So, what? I just realized I lost an earring tonight. A ghostly earring? No. Then don't interrupt my story. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, I was working at Huntington Learning Center when I got the call that she had been born. Okay. That's why I always associate her birth with the Huntington Learning Center, because I found out, like, ah, I was so excited. No cell phone or anything, so they had to, like, call, like, the actual Huntington Learning Center line to say it. Uh, and there was nothing that was more exciting to me than going to see my niece. Hmm. Like, it was, like, ridiculously happy. Like, and so um, we decided to make the trip up to Massachusetts for Christmas. So rather than fly, we hopped in the car because we had all these Christmas presents and everything. And we made the drive, the 1,500 miles. True. I know, from Orlando to Woburn, Massachusetts. Um Jana, I hope you're listening. I know, I know that you were, you were just on uh, <laughs> Snapchat a little bit ago being lifted. Um, so we decided to make the trip. We decided to drive because of the presence. And if you've ever made that ride, uh, if you're driving with someone, it's a lot easier than when you're not. But at some point, you have to make the decision of whether you're going to stop or whether you're going to straight drive through. Mm -hmm. um, what I remember most about that trip, until the story that I'm about to tell you, uh, is that we got stuck on one of the bridges, and I don't really know my New York bridges very well, so I'm not sure if it was the George Washington, um, but I remember us being stuck on there, and I remember really, really uh, considering what I was going to be doing with that Pepsi bottle that was on the floor. Because we got stuck in traffic for hours, right? So you make the decision to keep on going. Just push through. Just push through. There's nothing. I just wanted to see my niece. I just wanted to see my godchild so badly for the first time. And we got stuck in New York for hours. Um, and I remember uh, thinking, well, like, all I want to do is, all I want to do is see her. And so we finally got through and we got to Connecticut. Um, and by the time we got to Connecticut, it was just about midnight. So it technically was December 24th. Uh. We decided to stop. We had to get some gas. We, had to, uh, we needed coffee badly. And so we went to the bathroom. We um, got coffee. We got, you know, re recharged, got some snackity snacks, I'm sure, and walked back to the car. And by the time we got back into the car, it was pretty much a blizzard. I mean, it was near, like, whiteout conditions. I don't know if you've ever driven in the snow before. No, never. Um, Thank God. So, it is, um, <clears throat> it's pretty crazy, and it's pretty, you th you always think you can outrun it, especially at the beginning, right? You'd be like, I'm just going to get here before it starts to stick. Okay. By the time we were on the actual 
highway. So by the time we got back on the highway, we were sliding all over the place. Oh, God, how right? terrifying. And it was literally one of those places where now it's December. It's like, you know, Mary and Joseph trying to find a place. Like, what are the odds we're going to be Except able to keep in mind? She wasn't pregnant. No, she was not. With the <laughs> um, <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, but, like, imagine, like, you don't, there's no cell phones, right? right? So how do you find a hotel in the middle of a blizzard? And keep in mind that, like, once we, if we could get there... It's not far. You know what I'm saying? It's like seeing the light and I we're just going to push through. We're just going to push through. It'll pass. It'll pass. It didn't pass. It was just getting heavier, heavier. Oh. We were sliding all over the road. All of a sudden, these lights appeared behind us. Bright, bright, bright lights. Like those high, bright lights. Like a big semi-truck? Like a big semi-truck kind of thing. Right? Like that bearing down on us, which was, of course, you go like this when that happens, right? And so the truck <laughs> flew by us. Oh, and then, like, wove into our lane. Oh, god! It was a plow. Right? The plow lowered its thing and was literally plowing in a path for us. Wow. All the way through Connecticut, right? So we're driving all the way through Connecticut with this plow right in front of us, clearing the path. That's smooth amazing. sailing, smooth sailing, right? So we get to the state line, right? You get to the state line, and so here's the state line. We drive past it, <clears throat> like we drive, you know, it's this right towards the state line, and there's like a little turn in the road, like just like not a turn, but like just like a little, a you know, a curve, right? In other parts of the country, roads often have curves, where go over mountains and things, <laughs> and so we got there and uh, we make we make it and at the state line, truck completely disappears. No way. Right. As soon as we turned that corner with it, and we pretty much took it. Like, we're not going fast because we're. it was ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe 100 yards ahead of us. It took that turn. It took that curve. When we came back around, it was completely gone. There was no turnoffs? There was no turnoffs, no anything. And we were not going fast enough that it could have gone anywhere. And we're talking, it's like a blizzard. Like, you could see things in front of you. Like, you could see lights in front of you. It was like nothing. And it had seen the whole way and the and the... The pavement, Merry Christmas, Steve. Um, oh, the, that just the, gave me the pavement completely stopped. Wow. And maybe 20 minutes into Massachusetts, the snow completely stopped. The roads weren't bad. And we were able to get all the way to Woburn with like no problem whatsoever. That's amazing. You had a guardian angel. We had a guardian it? angel that night. It was really, like, really weird. Like, how do you weird. not believe in guardian angels after that? Um, Seriously. How do we not believe that in That was how a guardian angel. Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing. A little bit added to the story. I don't know whether I don't know what this does for the story, but we found out later. I mean, years later, that my father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law, who wasn't involved with us at all at that time, right? He was working. Uh, he was working that highway in that section of um, of Connecticut as a plow driver. Like, years before we ever met him. So was he our ghostly guardian angel? Was he deceased by the time that you were doing that? No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> somehow. No. Now, if he had said, like, oh, there was a psychic connection and, uh, like. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So is no. that a true story or is that not a true story? Thank you very much for the comment on the show. I don't know if you heard earlier, but I got it so that I wouldn't be eaten by monsters. So listen. I think I, I, I vote true story. You vote that that's a true I vote story. True story. Now, what makes you think that that's a true story? What are the elements? Maybe we can can we lean this back a little bit so we don't have to keep moving. You there don't we have go. to because I don't want to. Why don't you come a little bit further in? For, while you're talking, you can come in. Okay. When I'm, and so the detail in yeah. which you told the story makes me think that it was true. Now, if I had said we had stopped at Cumbies, that would have been a better detail. I don't know what that is. Say that again. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't think so. Cumberland Farms, which is a, which is actually where we did stop, Cumberland Farms. Okay. Or did we? True story or not? Vote below. Vote. Put your response in now. Um, <laughs> hey, Alan, what's going on, brother? Um, would you like a story now? Sure. Sure, okay. But I haven't read through these yet, so he's given me a couple of printouts to read. But they're not sure whether they're real or not real. Right, no idea. Haven't read through these at all yet. So wait, give me a second to just... Okay, so I guess I have to say through. another story? No, say something else. Say something else. I will say hello to my sister who is watching. I hope that your, uh, your evening was amazing. 
Um, your gravy made me jealous. My eggplant kicked butt pretty much. Uh, and my calzone all went, but I hope that, um, I hope that your Christmas Eve went just as well. So, okay. So the first one is called the Christmas Church Ghost. Okay. I never really believed in supernatural stuff, but this incident made me believe otherwise. This was about nine years ago in Samoa, and there's no date on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, there is. March of 2015. I was playing hide-and-seek with the other little kids from my mum's village of Satua, Western Samoa. I was quite young then, so I always followed my older cousin around. So this isn't you, because you're not Samoan, right? Or am I? Or are you? <laughs> it was the middle of the night, and most of the kids were used to hiding. Anyway, we, were, we all went to hide. Since we were all hiding in the graveyard, we found our way around in the light that the church cast into the graveyard. We all hid in the shadows and waited for the boy. We could all hear the boy coming, so we kept quiet. This is a very odd, oddly written story. The boy was My pretty loud. My sister says you look cute. Thanks. Uh, so mm. we watched what he was making a fuss about. He had walked into the church as he thought that his brother was hiding there. As he walked into the church, he later told us he saw a boy standing right in front of the altar. He didn't know if it was his brother because the, because the boy's back was turned. He ran up and tapped the boy on the shoulder, and as soon as he did this, the strange boy disappeared, and our friend fainted. That was... That's the whole story? Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's more. <laughs> we found out later that the boy's brother had been at home the whole time, and he hadn't been to church at all. What really scared us was that the boy who fainted has been ill since that night, and he hasn't recovered to this day. Nine years later... Whoever it was in the church must have been pretty mad that we kids had disturbed him. That was from Paulina T. Or was it? Or was it? <laughs> it was a very oddly written choice. It was. It really was. I mean, this is, these are the better stories. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna just go with the better stories okay. for next so, time. So, put your vote in right now. Is Natalie's story, uh, which we gathered online, is it a true ghost story of Christmas Eve, or is it a fake ghost story? Did we completely make it up? Beyond reality, fact or fiction? Put your votes in now. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like it's like this. Is okay. that your final answer? Is that your final answer? Um, All right, you go. Where you go? That's kind of a creepy story. That's a weird story. Yeah. And poor <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next story, Lorene says fact. But we're not going to give the answers until the okay. end. Okay. Right. So you're going to have to wait until the end of the episode. Just the way they used, just the way Jonathan Frakes used to do it. Curse you, Commander Riker. Do any of those things make sense? Any of those references? No. There was a TV show called Star Trek: The Next Generation. Can you okay, just so all right, focus <clears throat> here's on the next Christmas one. Christmas ghostly tales, please. Right here is the next Christmas, Christmas, ghostly Christmas tale. There was a woman who contacted me. Um, this was it's got to be at least twelve, thirteen years ago by now. Um, because I was living myself in Woburn. So this was before, this was after. Once you had returned. Once I had returned, we moved, eventually ended up in Woburn. What is that? The dishwasher. Okay. Um, we, uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I remember this story um, so much because um, it had to have been before Devin was born. Because we were still smoking in the house. I was still smoking in the Ooh. house. And what? Smoking in the house, house yeah. uh, but the only place we smoked was the bathroom, which was like down a long hallway. Lorraine, you probably remember, um, but it was down like a hallway. Okay. So it was kind of like not part of the rest yeah. of the house. Um, and so if it was cold outside, you didn't want to go outside. You would just go into the bathroom. You would smoke in the bathroom. And I remember taking notes on this woman's story like frantically, and smoking cigarettes while she was talking. Because okay. she was just, pop, pop, pop. she just wanted to get it out to me. Um, so this woman was from Everett, Massachusetts. And she had, um, she had a brother who was extremely irresponsible. Um, and no matter how hard she tried, like, he just, like, had his own spirit to him. Like, he wasn't malicious. There wasn't anything, like, ill intent about it. He just was like, you know what? This is my life. I'm going to do what I want with my life. And, you know, if he was there for you, 
Like if he was there, and it, he would give you the world. But it was just like getting him places. Okay. You know? Um, and the one thing that he seemed to try the hardest with was with her little boy. And I remember the little boy's name was Charlie. Like that always, I always remember that about the story. The boy's name was Charlie. Okay. And so Charlie thought his uncle was like his world, right? He loved him. Like he played with him more than everyone else. Like he was just like that, the typical like uncle that you absolutely like look forward to seeing all the time. Sure. I got one of you do? What's his name? Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy. Oh, Uncle Ronald. Aww. Yeah. Uncle Lenny and Uncle Mark. I okay, so you got good uncles. I got okay, good you got uncles. it. Whatever. I get it. I get the, I get the point. Um, so, <laughs> so, see, I got to focus back on my story. So, <laughs> um, Christmas was coming up, and uh, she was having her big Christmas party, and she begged him, like, don't blow it off because half the time he didn't show up. Half the time he showed up and he was late or da da da. He's like, like Charlie really wants to see you. He wants to do Christmas Eve. He wants you to help him with like help him get the cake, the, the cookies out, and everything like that. Like you need to be at my house on Christmas Eve for the party, and you just and he's like, yeah, don't worry, sis, don't worry, don't worry, I'll do it. He's like, come on, just promise me, just promise. Me. Okay, whatever, I'll promise you, I'll promise you, I'm gonna do it. Don't worry about it. Um, and so Christmas Eve came, and um. Uncle wasn't there. Her brother didn't show up, and like the clock talk, his clock is like ticking away, ticking away. It's like what the hell? Didn't show up. Doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. So you can probably guess what happened. He didn't show up. He didn't show up <laughs> ever. Why? Because he died. Because he was dead. He died. He, he died. died. Um, huh? I want to look at you. Look at the camera. Okay. So, <clears throat> so he died, um, and he wasn't able to should be there that night right and she was getting more and more frustrated but then like christmas day the police came he had gotten into a car accident on the way to the house and he had died and of course she felt absolutely horrible about this horrible about it and so um you know christmas was really tough obviously and then kind of going into that week like they had to settle all the accounts they had to figure out how the, his burial and all the stuff like that and she and and most of all charlie was absolutely devastated and he kept saying like now I'll never get it. Now I'll never get it. And it's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, you know, him and I talked about a special gift. Da, 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 da. So they were arranging all the funeral arrangements. And she was, like, running wild doing things. The parents were kind of, like, had moved away. And so she was in charge of pretty much handling all of this stuff. And so every night she would just come home. And it was getting late. She'd have to do it after work. And, and it was really, really late, and she got home, and she was just completely wiped out. And Charlie and, and her husband were already asleep by the time she had gotten home. And she just, like, crashed on the couch, and she noticed, because this is a while ago, she noticed the blinking light on her answering machine, right? So she went, to, she went to check it, and it was her brother's voice. And it was like, hey, sis, what's going on? Uh, just want to let you know uh, Charlie's present is in the closet. Uh, it's under some clothes. You're going to have to dig a little bit for it, but just make sure he gets it, okay? All right, I love you, okay? All right, bye. And that was it. Hmm. And she was like, what the hell? Like, so she tried to play with it. She tried to get it to play again. It wouldn't play again. It wouldn't play again at all. Oh, I got goosebumps. So next day, <clears throat> next day she goes into the apartment, and she's uh, digging through the closet, and she finds a wrap present. Right, and there's no way she would have found it otherwise. It was completely under everything. I don't know why he decided to hide it again for himself. Even goes in, and it's a present for Charlie. Brings it home. Charlie rips it open. He doesn't even need to know what it is. He just rips it open. Automatically knows that it's this uh, one of those remote-controlled sports cars. And so he got his present from his dead uncle. From his dead uncle. Yeah, so I got goosebumps. Is that a true story? Do you think that's a true story? True story with a little bit of the facts rearranged. What do you mean? I say it was his birthday and not Christmas. You said, Why would you say it's his birthday and not Christmas? I don't know. I just have a feeling. You just have a feeling? So yeah. you're saying I'm lying. It's kind of like I'm telling a lie, but it's kind of close to the truth. Like uh -huh. it didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine uh -huh. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You ready for your next one? Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. This is in, this is titled The Bright Light and the Calm Watchdog. Wait, I have a question. Sure. Should I just allow like that one eyebrow to be hanging on the camera or should I be out completely? 
No, you should be in, in here with me. Okay. Because I don't want the focus solely on me. Okay. Okay, this is was posted online in 2013. You're supposed to read it as if, like, you... This is a story I'm coming up with from my head. Oh. You didn't tell me that. <sighs> Whatever, just go. Jeez, Louise. Louise isn't here. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day 2008, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> the day started in There's a like typical three fashion. from Indiana in there, by the way. That's because Indiana's a spooky place. Crazy, crazy. The place. day started a typical fashion with the opening of gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for family and friends, and everybody departed by 5 p.m. Except my sister and brother-in-law, who lived with me. They were sleeping in a bedroom at the end of the hall with the door open at 5 p.m. That's a little strange. I went into my bedroom with my dog, Toby, and shut the door securely. I was just dozing off when I heard the latch on my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister or brother-in-law to ask me whatever they came to say. But there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m. so my bedroom was pitch black. These people go to bed really I early. <laughs> I had left lights on in the kitchen and the bathroom, and there were lots of Christmas lights in the living room. So the hallway would have been lit pretty well. I would have been able to see whoever it was by just lifting my, whore, my head. You're lifting your whore? <laughs> That makes it a lot sexier of a story. <laughs> but go ahead, continue. It's much Sorry. more interesting. Yes. I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow. But just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the eyes. I shielded my eyes and yelled, Turn out the bleeping light! You're blinding me! The light immediately disappeared and I heard the bedroom door latch close. My bedside light is a touch lamp, so I tapped it on and looked around the room. There was no one in the bedroom except me and Toby. Toby jumped off the bed and went to the... Don't know. Since Toby was already up, I decided to let him outside and see what sis or brother-in-law needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took Toby to the living room and let him outside, and there was nobody there either. So who opened my bedroom door and turned its spotlight on my face? Like most people, the thought of, thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. But when I first went to lie down, I was thinking how happy I was that my small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas. But it would have been so much better if my mother and brother had still been alive to share it with us. I would like to think it was my brother's spirit stopping by to say Merry Christmas. I still think of you too. I just want to blind you a little bit. I still have, I haven't been able to debunk this Did strange event. Did you add event. that blind you a little I, bit? I, I, okay. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or find any rational explanation. I'm half afraid that my heart stopped during my sleep and the light I saw was the bright light people report near their, near, <laughs> during their near-death experiences. Leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance at eternal paradise by saying, turn out the effing light. <laughs> I've made a mental note that if I ever see another bright light to clean up my language, just in case. <laughs> Love, Scarlet. Love, Scarlet. I'm going to Real fake. or no, you say that one's fake? I'm going to say fake. Right. And actually, Is it you because know, what we have a Christmas story, a Christmas-based story. We do. What is um, it? There was a haunting last year around this time that we experienced, and there was a kiss left on a mirror. Really? Tell that, that story. We were at a friend's house. By the way, that sounds wicked hot, but it's not. Go ahead. We were at a friend's house who asked us to check out some paranormal activity that she had been experiencing. And... Um, while we were there, we were with uh, a medium or a psychic, a psychic medium, yeah. and she had felt a presence very strongly in a certain bedroom. And after she said that she had cleared the bedroom of whatever was there, we went, Chris and I went in there, and we were taking pictures, um, and came out of the bedroom. We were all in the living room talking. Nobody else had gone in the bedroom. We went back into the bedroom several moments later to, like, I think pick up like the cameras and the recording equipment and stuff. We noticed there were lip marks on the mirror, right? Like in the in the shape of a kiss, that weren't there before. And we looked at like pictures that we'd taken of the room, right? So something had visited us. And we had um, we then yeah we looked at all the pictures and tried mm -hmm. to analyze or broke it down and we couldn't find anything. Um, on there was that nothing. At all. No, no. And then there was sparkles on the windowsill and stuff like that. Remember that? Yeah, there were sparkles um, on the windowsill. Yeah, and that, that thing, Kevin's that haunting, which is our only private residence we've ever done. Yeah. Um, so if you want it, it's actually a cool episode. Own. What? Besides my own. Right, besides your own. 
If you want to know more about that, you can go uh, to our archives. And I believe it's called um, Natalie's First Time. Oh, is the it? Episode, <laughs> the episode title is that. Because I figured, like, oh, people will be like, oh, that's hot. But yeah, no, no one really listened to it. But, yeah. but it was out there. It just goes to her, show so. you how just goes to show you. Or <laughs> <laughs> people like, that's not Natalie's first time. <laughs> She's done just about everything. <gasps> Merry Christmas. An insult for you. Wrapped. Thanks. <clears throat> um, all right. Ready for the next story? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. All right. What time are we running at? Um, I have no idea. Like, so how I long got... have you been doing It's 11.17. Okay. So I've got, like, a definite not real story and then another debatable one. Do the debatable one. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Then we'll yeah. end with the ghost story. Okay. Um, okay. So this one actually, uh, because we put up episode uh, 51... And we called for this. A a uh, a kid or a kid, a man sent this story um, to me about uh, something that happened to his grandfather. Okay. And they now have made it a tradition in their house. So, they're Italian. They were from Massachusetts. They're from Massachusetts, so I still get a lot of Massachusetts. For sure. A lot of Masshole connection still listening to me, and. Um, they had, uh, uh, their grandmother had passed away. His grandmother had passed away. And they, um, were having Christmas Eve at the father's house. It was the first Christmas Eve without the grandmother. She had always hosted it, matriarch, that kind of thing. She had always hosted it. And, um, everyone was having a great time. But it was always kind of like looming in the background, this idea of like, She's not here. She's not here with us. And she would have loved this. Grandma would have loved this. Grandma would have loved that. Sure, as we all tend right. to do. <clears throat> and so, you know, one of the things that they had joked about was, like, who's going to clean up? Right? The big joke was, like, who's going to clean up? Like, Grandma always cleaned up. Mm. Da, 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 da. And it was kind of one of those things where, and you'll totally connect to this part of it, she would clean, and while she was doing the dishes, all of the younger girls, so, like, his generation like this, his sisters and cousins and stuff like that would listen to her, and she would tell like tales of like the old, like old school tales of like when she first came here, and da, 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 her, you know, like because she was a second generation. Sure. Like. Um, and so they really missed that, and they were like, but they were joking about it too, right? Like there was like, oh, remember this story? So they remembered the story. So the grandma had done what she was supposed to do, which was to pass on these stories. Um, <clears throat> so the everyone leaves, right? Everyone helps clean up. Everyone leaves. The man goes, uh, decides to go to sleep. He can't sleep. He's restless. He's thinking about it. Um, he's thinking about just everything and how amazing it was, but how he misses her. And so he decides to just kind of like watch television. And so he's just kind of watching television. And he hears clinging in the, in the kitchen. And he can kind of see the kitchen from where he is in the living room. And he looks, and there's his wife doing the dishes. Now, there's no dishes to be done, Right? But she's just, he sees her from behind her figure. He hears water running. He hears the clinging of dishes. And she's just kind of, kind of like, he can hear like even like a little bit of a hum, like back in the old days. And he just, like, he says her name. And she kind of just turns. And as she turns, she disappears, like before oh. she can fully turn. But she's smiling. He can tell that she's smiling. Um, and so that only happened once, right? And this was a few years ago. But they say now every year they do the dishes. He still hosts it every year at that house. Like they come over, everyone comes over and does it for him. But he still hosts it. But every year they leave a dish, a dirty dish out in the hopes that she will come back and like clean that and dirty clean dish. Yeah. I love that. That was a great story. No, don't turn the camera on me just because I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> I thought you would cry at that Yeah, one. that was a good one. I was holding that back. I was going to, I was waiting yeah. for the big release of that one. That was a really good one. So. Have I manipulated Natalie? Is this a true story or is it Ooh, not a true story? If you manipulated me, I'm going to kick um, you in your balls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what did they say there? Um, oh, turn out the effing light. Turn out the um, light. So I'm going to do one more story. Wait, I've got one more while you prepare that. Oh, one. okay. Wait, let me compose Okay, compose yourself, compose yourself. Um, but I also want to say, like, we're reaching the end, so if there's anyone that wants to um, to share a ghost story of yours or to ask us any questions or anything like that, but especially to share a story of yours, whether it's fact or whether it's fiction, now's the time to just kind of, like, comment on it and, 
and we'll bring we'll we'll use this advanced technology to bring you okay. on with us. Better? So, better. Okay. Better. So this had to have been about ten years ago. And there was this woman who was recently divorced and she had one um, older teenager daughter still living at home with her. And she was going through a really rough time emotionally and it was her first Christmas in her home without a husband but with you know one child still living there. She'd had, you know, three kids. She'd had three kids? She'd what had happened? three kids. What happened to the other kids? Just older, moved on, moved oh, okay. out. Um, but one still left at home. Okay. So she was going through an emotional roller coaster. It's Christmas. Empty nest. Empty nest, also, yeah. exactly. Um, but also, I'm going through a divorce. And so I need to, you know, as we all do when we go through that kind of life-altering event, we kind of transform ourselves or we go through some sort of... Um, you know, rebirth, if you will. Right. So she was in that in that time, um, and it was Christmas night or Christmas Eve night, I should say. I'm going to interrupt just once again to reiterate, Tinder. If you want to be our sponsor, feel free. What? I don't know. This sounded like this was going like this was going like towards Tinder. Why? I don't no. know. Like no you're Tinder. Saying, oh, okay. All right. No, go ahead. This is not. This is before Tinder this was pre-Tinder. Okay. Pre-Tinder. So the it was Christmas Eve night. What did and people do before Tinder? They had a Christmas tree. They had a real Christmas tree up. And they had decorated it, you know, just a couple of nights previous. And they were sleeping. It was the middle of the night, um, probably close to 2 or 3 in the morning. And all of a sudden, as loud as can be, one of the Christmas ornaments happened to be a bell. Started going off. Ringing. As loud as, as like somebody was vigorously shaking it. Both of them jumped out of bed and met at the Christmas tree on opposite sides of the house and yeah. met at the Christmas tree and the bell was just stopping. Don't look at me, look at the camera. It was just stopping ringing. Um, and they couldn't explain it. It was inexplicable. There was no window. There was no window open. Um, this is Florida, so it's still 85 degrees out. So you don't... And they had a real tree? Know, real tree. Right. Well, some people do brave that. <laughs> um, they do, actually. And they were never able to explain it, but... Um, when asked about it and who they, what they felt, um, the person said that they thought that it was their grandmother, that they felt their presence there, um, kind of reassuring them. That bell was reassurance that, hey, we've got your back during this transformation and you're going to be fine. And that moment um, allowed that woman to propel herself into um, a new life. So an uplifting Christmas yeah. ghost story. And that woman became... Well, um, she Mother said several... Teresa, like, what? No, like, no, to me. no, there's no... And that was Judge Judy. It was like 10 years ago, so there wasn't really... There's not really been, you know, too much, but the woman has <coughs> had a successful life... Oh, okay, good, good. ...since remarried, um, and within a, you know, a successful career, so... I mean, she's definitely taken what was a really tragic situation and turned it around. Hmm. All from a bell. I know. Oh, well, we obviously tell we're going for different types of ghost stories here. Yeah, Although okay. I think the, the one with the older people was uplifting. It was. You know? Yeah. So, um, I just remember that I have a Christmas ornament story in um, Haunted Objects. Do you want me to go get it? No, I don't think anyone cares. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, we'll read it later then. Okay. Okay. Um, so, here's my last story. So, I had originally wanted to write just a straight horror story, ghost story, goblin story, spooky story for tonight's event. Okay. But I didn't really have time. Things were got pretty hectic. Holidays, you know how it is. Holidays are hectic. Um, <laughs> and so I had a few ideas. Like one of the ideas, like I want to do some kind of messed up version of Gift of the Magi. Which I don't know. But... Um, they each give away something of themselves to get a gift for the other person. But each of them... Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. but each of them ends up giving away something that... That correlates with that the That correlates other, yep. with what the person gave up and it's supposed to be about love or, like, you know, don't trust women. One or the other. I don't know sure what the answer <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then, so then it was like, and I couldn't really fit, like, what I wanted to do with that. And then the second one I wanted to do um, was a story, as a wrapping presents, right? About, and you kind of poo-pooed this, so I didn't go ahead with it. Because you were like, you and your daughter, Lexi, were both like... That's a dumb idea, um, but I thought it was cool. It was kind of like yes, it was kind of it was an old Twilight Zone episode. It was a play on an old Twilight Zone episode from the eighties, like that version of the Twilight Zone, where they have the guys trying to figure out some kind of math problem or some kind of physics problem, and he says, "I'd sell my soul to the devil for the solution," and the devil shows up, 
And the devil says, um, you know, what, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'll give you three chances and you have to give me something I cannot do or a question I cannot answer. It's a really great episode. So it kind of was like going to be on that, like that, like somewhere between that and like the devil went down to Georgia mm-hmm. about this guy being able to wrap anything, any present whatsoever with only three pieces of tape. But I couldn't figure out the hook because then I was like, okay, so what's the thing at the end that he's able to jump him on? Is it like love? He says like rap true love and the guy can't rap true love. Like hate or something. I couldn't come up with it. So I decided to come up with something else instead. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Give me a name. Sarah. Oh, I said it as a boy, but okay, we'll go with Sarah. Okay, wait. I can do a boy name. No, dude. You're going to do all the religious things. <laughs> Did you go to church today? Um, it is Christmas. Okay. I'll go with Sarah because I, I, I'm not sure how the, the story actually might be a little better with with a girl. <clears throat> it's always better with a girl. With a girl. <laughs> Sarah was feeling especially sexy that night. Now, we just said the big, I didn't say it was a little kid, but it is. Sarah's a little girl. Okay. Um, Sarah was, this was the best year that Sarah could remember. For the first time, she felt like she was really understanding everything in school. Um, her parents uh, seemed to be giving her more responsibility and letting her do more. Um, and she knew exactly what she wanted for Christmas, and she was pretty sure she was going to get it. Sarah was at that weird age. Did I say her age? No. No. She was 11. Okay. So she was right at that age where people start to tell her that Santa's not real. She kind of knows Santa's not real, but she doesn't want to let go of it. We don't utter those words in Sorry. this house. Sorry. She was confused over whether or not Santa was real. Um, so when her mom put her to bed on Christmas Eve, she decided to give it one last shot and ask. Where was her father? Why didn't her father put her to bed too? Her father didn't love her. <laughs> Sorry. Her father was off with the maid. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to alternate between sexy and scary. She's um, 11. That's why her part's not sexy, you weirdo. Can I get through my story? Yes, okay. go ahead. Okay, feel free to keep interrupting. That was funny. <clears throat> Mom, is Santa real? What do you think? And... I know you're going to hate this, but she touched her nose like that. Natalie hates that, but it's part of the story. And I'm not, it's not just part of the story to aggravate you. Okay. I gave her a little twitch on the nose. What do you think, hon? She's like, everyone tells me in school it's not, and I'm pretty sure it's not. But you know what I'm going to do? Tonight, I'm going to wait up, and I'm going to catch Santa, and I'm going to stay up all night. Sarah, don't you know, if you wait up, he won't come. He has, you have to be asleep for him to get here. I got him, Mom. I'm going to pretend to be asleep. Now, Sarah noticed her mom's eyes getting kind of glassy. Her mom said, no, Sarah. No matter what you do, do not wait up for Santa tonight. Mom, but Sarah, listen. Do not wait up for Santa. Just go to bed. Understand? <sighs> yeah, Mom. And the mom left. And as she left, she gave her one last look. And that kind of knowing thing. And Sarah's like, don't worry, mom. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You can trust an 11-year-old. Her mom put out the light and left. And Sarah lied in bed. And she decided that she was going to wait up for Santa anyway. So she did everything to keep herself awake. So she started thinking about, like, because now it became like a challenge. Like, she was pretty sure Santa wasn't real. But she was determined to actually catch her parents. <laughs> In a lie. In yeah. a lie, right? So, <clears throat> past, she crept downstairs. It was like 11 o'clock, crept downstairs. And all the presents were under the tree. Okay. And she was pretty sure. She knew. Dude, that was my parents. That was the movie. There was no snow bells. No little jingle bells, no little hoof prints, nothing like that. She was pretty sure it was, it was her parents. So she went back to bed. <clears throat> so she was trying to fall asleep, and now she couldn't fall asleep because she kind of hyped herself up and everything. And so she heard the clock downstairs ringing midnight. 
as the gunshots go off in the background. It's fireworks. I know. It's Bonita Springs. They put fireworks for everything. <clears throat> um, Hispanics celebrate Christmas Eve on, uh, as their Christmas. And that's the way they do it. Okay. So <clears throat> so she decided, and I, boom, she heard the, the, um, the bells ringing. She heard the clock ringing. And she heard a pounding on her roof. Disco techno music. <laughs> <laughs> and so she looked out of her window like this, trying to tilt her head. And she, she could see shadows were on the roof, but she couldn't see anything specific. And so she ran downstairs. <clears throat> and right as she ran downstairs, she noticed that there was a man standing in her living room. His back turned to her, wearing a red suit and a red hat. And she freaked. And she screamed, Santa? And the man turned around. And his whole body was there, bowl full of jelly, only there was no face. It was literally just a hat, kind of like hovering over there, and glowing red eyes. Ew. And she was completely frozen in her tracks and then screamed. And of course, the scream woke up her parents who came running down. And her mom grabbed Sarah and started screaming, no, no, no. And dad, who was away from the maid at this point, <laughs> was doing the same thing. He just fell to his knees and started weeping and started crying and started weeping and started crying. <clears throat> and then even though there was no mouth, the thing in the Santa suit began to speak. Sarah was completely confused. She didn't know whether he was talking about Rudolph, whether he was talking about, like, like you know, the, the weird one with the penguin that I don't even quite understand why there's a penguin there. You know the story. And the mom said, no, no, please, please, no. It's like, you know what you promised me. It's like, no, no, please. And almost instantaneously, Sarah was in Santa's arms. He was holding her hands like this and walking back towards the chimney. And the mom said, no, please. I'm sorry, I didn't know what I was doing. Whatever you do, please, just do not take her. And those eyes seemed to squint right at Sarah's mother. Oh, she's not alone. Your wish was one year of a daughter that you couldn't have for your soul, you're coming to. And instantaneously, the mom was at the Santa's other hand, and the two of them walked into the dead fireplace, which now completely erupted. And Sarah said, Mom, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's happening. And they both started to feel their flesh begin to burn and feel their bodies start to move down it's okay, Sarah. At least we'll be together. And she touched her nose. The end. Okay, it was pretty good. No, dude, you were so. Can I just say, do the face you were doing during that during that entire thing? You were like this. I was confused. Yeah. Why were you? Whoa. <laughs> why wait? Why were you confused? Well, because what the hell? The mom. Wait, wait, time out. Wait, the no. mom made a deal with the, the devil. The, the devil we, Santa. They couldn't. They couldn't. No, just with the devil. They couldn't have a child, so the mom, like, sent her soul for one year with a child. Right. So and she did it on Christmas. It was like a Christmas wish, so it was right. Christmas, it was okay. midnight, and so the, the demon came back to take the, the, the daughter back and to claim his soul. Like, the mom acted like she was surprised. Well, aren't they always when they sell their soul, they're like, And no, why would she be like, no, just go to sleep? Was she hoping he would take her soul while she was sleeping, like, that would be better? No, she was hoping that, like, that it wouldn't show up. Like, if something were to happen, or that it would take her, that she could still be there, and stuff like that. If I had written this, this would all be part of the, the backstory, I guess. <laughs> wow. You're so discouraging. Uh, all right. Good job. Wonderful. So, wait, wait, I want to get that applause on. All right. So, 
There you go. Um, Merry effing Christmas. Merry effing Christmas. Turn that effing light off. Um, <clears throat> it is time for me to go it is. play with the elves. Um, so before we leave, are we going to say what was real and what wasn't real? Yeah, you gotcha. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So first story, which was the story of the driving to back to driving back to Boston. Mm -hmm. Driving from, from totally true, totally happened. That's amazing. Christmas 1999 to 19 years ago, um, 100% happened. Samoan. Samoan from, from the jury's out on that one. I <laughs> but have no idea. It was presented as if it was real. It was presented as if it, it was really happened. It was presented as if it really happened. Samoan. Uh, the, the story of the Christmas present. of the Christmas present hidden. Natalie got it right on the head. It is a true story, but it's about a birthday and not about... The only reason I know it is because you either wrote about this somewhere or you've told me this story before. I did. I even referenced it in episode 51. So if you're watching episode... Even though we didn't tell the story in episode 51, but it's actually on our website, www.tripleglegends.wordpress.com. <laughs> it's called something in, it's something in Little Cars. It's like Little Dreams of Little Cars or something. Yeah. Little Ghosts of Little Cars or something like that. Um, excellent. So your second one about... The light. The light. The, the light. It was presented as though it really happened to Scarlet. Scarlet. In 2013. Or 2008. 2008. Me. Excellent. Grandma doing the dishes. Totally made up. Totally made up? Totally you, made you up. You could have taken the nuts for that. You totally just played with my emotions. Totally, totally wow. made that. I totally made that one up. Oh, you did a really good job with Thank that one. Thank you. That one you deserve Thank a you. round of applause, but also a kick in the ass for okay, that one. Okay, so kick in the balls followed by a round of applause. Excellent. Okay. And the bell, totally real. Totally real? Totally real. Totally real? Crazy. Mm -hmm. Happened to a family member of mine. Did they tell it to you tonight? No, it, this is a story that they've told a couple of they've times. They've told a couple of times? Mm -hmm. What family member? Uh, no, not sharing that. Right, we share it with me. They can't see you. Who is it? I'm not. Whisper not. it. Will you share it to me Shh. off camera? <laughs> Will you share it to me off camera? Sure. Okay, good. So... That is our Christmas episode. Um, we'd like to make it a tradition, so if you stick around for another 365 days, we can do this again. What do you think? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Jury's so, out. Jury's out. <laughs> jury's out. Much like whether these stories are... Now you have to lean in for this last okay. part. So we get... Okay. So, Merry Christmas from Tripping on Christmas. Legends. Happy New Year and or whatever holiday that you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate any holiday, I just hope you're having a good day. I am Christopher Balzano. I'm wait, wait, wait. Do everything first. If you're on this Facebook right now, you know how to get in touch with our, our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Spooky Balzano. I'm at Nene, my friend. Our Instagram is Spooky Tripping, Aww. which is also our email, which is SpookyTripping dot uh, SpookyTripping at gmail dot com. Sorry, those gunshots are they're throwing fireworks. me off. They're throwing me off. Maron, anyway. they're fireworks. They're throwing me off anyway. Um, anything else? We oh. Like three weeks before we are at the UFO thing, uh, UFO thing, Southwest Florida UFO conference. You can follow the links in our on our website to. This will be my find first that. time going to anything like this. Wish and you if know. you want to give us some money so we can get like a banner or something, that would be amazing. Merry Christmas! It's a Christmas miracle. Give us money so we can like, like have a merch and stuff. Me for like merch, <laughs> why not? Okay. Take advance of. Yeah, you can try. I'm Christopher Balzano. I'm Natalie Christ. And here's hoping all your holidays are merry and legendary. Sure. Merry and legendary. That's a good one. Legendary. Legendary. <laughs> good evening. Bye-bye. Good night.